Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 26th of August. India recorded 46,000 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, pushing the infection count in the country to 3.25 crore. The death count increased by 607, taking the total fatality count to 4.36 lakh. These official figures, however, have been reported to be undercounts. Of the total new cases recorded on Thursday, Kerala counted for 68% of the infections with 31,000 cases. The positivity rate in the state stood at 19.03%. This was the first instance since May 20 when the state logged more than 30,000 infections. For over a month, Kerala has been reporting the highest number of cases among all states. As per the data released by Union Health Ministry, India has so far administered 60.38 crore vaccine doses, out of which 80 lakh shots were provided on Wednesday alone. Yesterday, Union Health Minister Mansukh Mandavia asked states to prioritise the vaccination of school teachers against COVID-19 before September 5. India celebrates Teachers' Day on that date. Mandavia also said that states have been allotted over 2 crore additional vaccine doses in August to expedite the inoculation drive. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 213.8 million people and led to over 4.46 million deaths so far. The centre today briefed the leaders of political parties about the situation in war-torn Afghanistan and India's evacuation mission. The Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan has triggered a humanitarian and diplomatic crisis. The all-party meet was addressed by Union Minister of External Affairs S. Jaishankar, leader of the House in the Rajya Sabha Piyush Goyal, and the Parliamentary Affairs Minister Prahlad Joshi. As a part of its evacuation mission, India has so far evacuated 626 people from Afghanistan. This included 228 Indian citizens. Another flight carrying 200 people, Indians as well as Afghan Hindus and Sikhs, is expected to arrive today. In this regard, India's Chief of Defence Staff, General Bipin Rawat, yesterday said that the Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan was anticipated, but the timeline of the Taliban's spread in the country has surprised New Delhi. Multiple journalists and news outlets this morning posted that a Tolo news journalist identified as Ziyar Yad had been killed by the Taliban in Afghanistan. Their source was a tweet by Tolo News in Persian, which, according to Google Translate, read, Tolo News reporter killed by Taliban in Kabul. Tolo News, however, had reported on the attack on Yad and his camera person Bayez Majidi in Shere No area of Kabul city, noting that they were beaten by the Taliban for unclear reasons. Moreover, clicking on the report itself led to an account of how the journalist had been assaulted by members of the Taliban while out reporting. It made no mention of his death. The Google translation was incorrect. The journalist himself tweeted a clarification, stating that he had been beaten, but that the news of his death was false. Most news outlets subsequently tweeted clarifications, though several social media users incorrectly blamed Tolo News for the fake news. Speaking to News Laundry after the incident, Yad said, and I quote, Our country is always a victim of violence. The life of a journalist here is full of problems and hardships. We have to be patient with everything, unquote. He also said that Tolo News would soon be publishing the English story of what happened on their website. Listeners, in a nutshell, this morning, several media outlets with huge teams relied on Google Translate instead of verifying facts and publishing accurate information, wrongly declaring an Afghan journalist dead. Now, I'd like to tell you about the kind of work we do here at News Laundry with our small team of dedicated reporters. On August 24, 
A group of 78 Afghan and Indian citizens evacuated from Kabul landed at the Delhi airport, some leaving behind the lives that they had built over generations. I went to the airport to try to listen to their stories and learn about their journeys. As I got there, I saw a crowd of media workers and a whole lot of BJP workers shouting slogans in praise of Prime Minister Narendra Modi. They seemed to be working in tandem towards a common goal to make sure that the credit for the evacuation flight went to Modi and Modi alone. Amid all this commotion, the people who got lost in the background were the relatives of 44 Afghan Sikhs who had arrived on the flight and who were ostensibly the focus of the coverage. I spoke to them about their uprooted lives, which they haven't figured out how to build from scratch again in a foreign land. You can read my detailed ground report on newslaundry.com. It is titled Would you like to thank Modi ji? TV reporters welcome Afghans to Delhi. You can also read all our reports about the crisis filed under the section Afghanistan crisis. And then, if you see the difference between fair and accurate reporting by an independent media organization and what makes it to sections of the mainstream media, do support us by subscribing to our platform so that we can continue to bring you stories that matter. Go to newslaundry.com today and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. Lowest subscription starts at just 300 rupees a month. The Jammu and Kashmir High Court yesterday quashed a first information report against journalist Asif Iqbal Nayak. He was booked in 2018 for publishing a report on custodial torture by the police. The court observed that the manner and mode in which the FIR was lodged against Nayak clearly reflects the malefied on the part of the police and that the police had chosen a unique method of silencing the journalist and it is undoubtedly an attack on the freedom of press. In April 2018, Nayak, a Jammu-based journalist with local newspaper Early Times, had filed the story headlined Father of Five Brutally Tortured by Kishtwar Police. He had interviewed the relatives of the victim on the alleged custodial torture and wrote that the police had tried to spin the case as attempted suicide. The police filed an FIR against him, which he subsequently challenged in the High Court. While passing its judgment yesterday, the High Court said and I quote No fetters can be placed on the press by registering the FIR against a reporter who was performing his professional duty by publishing a news item on the basis of information obtained by him from an identifiable source. Unquote. According to an Indian Express report, an Afghan MP identified as Rangina Kargar, who traveled from Istanbul to Delhi, was deported from the airport on August 20 and was flown back to Istanbul. The event came days after the Taliban seized control of Kabul on August 14. Rangina Kargar is a member of the House of People of Afghanistan and holds a diplomatic passport that allows visa-free travel under an arrangement with the government of India. She stated that she had no issues passing through the airport inspections previously, but on August 20, immigration authorities stopped her and said that they needed to discuss with their superiors, right after which she was flown back to Istanbul through Dubai on the same flight. According to Kargar, she was not given any cause for her deportation and was deported like a criminal. She added that the expulsion was likely connected to the altered political environment in Kabul, perhaps security. External Affairs Minister S Jayashankar had stated the day before Kargar's expulsion that India was concentrating on maintaining its ties with Afghanistan. In an evacuation flight 2 days following her deportation, India took back two Afghan Sikh MPs Anarkali Kaur Honaryar and Narinder Singh Khalsa from the conflict-torn country. 
at least 20 people have died so far in the western Venezuelan state of Merida after intense rains caused mudslides and rivers to overflow. According to Al Jazeera, State Governor Ramon Guevara said that more than 1,200 houses had been destroyed and 17 people remained missing as rescue workers searched the wreckage. Images shared on social media showed cars being swept down streets, buildings filled with mud and boulders strewn across roads. Several towns in the affected area are without electricity as floodwaters damage transformers, Guevara said. Interior Minister Remigio Ceballos told State TV on Wednesday that at least 54,000 people in 87 municipalities had been affected in addition to damaged roads and bridges. So far, 80 firefighters and 60 civil protection officials from Merida have been deployed for emergency operations in addition to members of the armed forces stationed in the area. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 